hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast soundcaster, Mark... Mark. Hello, friendo. As our announcer, Bill Haywatt, says, I am Mark Hershon, your every other weekly host of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast. And this is Epi 260, clocking in just as we pass the half-year mark for 2021. Here in the U.S., we've got COVID-19 on the run, except for those pesky variants. If you're elsewhere in the world, here's hoping for the best for you and yours. Before I get into the comedy soundcast that I will be featuring clips from this week, let me check in and ask if you were able to catch last week's installment, Epi 259, with my alternating co-host Tyson Saner, in which he featured snippets from Self-Esteem Party, Conversation for Adults, and Comedy Bang Bang. You can catch that show or any other past sewed at our home site, SuckatashShow.com. You can also get pretty far back at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and even SoundCloud will let you flip back a few weeks. For the shows I'm clipping this week, I just kind of took a scattershot look through a number of comedy soundcast lists for 2021 and snagged a couple from some I heard recently and a couple I hadn't even heard of until this week. We've got samples from Better Off Better, Baha Cast, that's B-H-H Cast, Play With Pain, and Plumbing the Death Star. I also have a brief moment from a bit I contributed to from the Los Angeles Breakfast Club on the air, a soundcast hosted by Phil Lernis that I serve as the announcer for. This episode you're listening to is sponsored by Henderson's Pants' new Space Pants. Henderson's, where no pants have gone before. Before we get to the clippage, I wanted to give a recommendation to a pretty bold comedy-slash-psychological experiment currently on Netflix. If you haven't caught Bo Burnham's Inside special, you might want to check it out. Don't be expecting to see him entertaining a crowd of people in a theater, though. This is way different. Very unique. It's his exploration of his comedy during the pandemic, where the entire show takes place in one room, and he's apparently doing all the tech himself. Lots of talking to the camera and to himself. There's music, confessions, and tears. I, I found one of the songs, White Woman's Instagram, from the special, up on YouTube, so I thought I'd throw it in here. The lyrics are amazingly on tone, but you should check out the video or the special because Bo's visual interpretation of the subject in question is fantastic. Here's the audio presentation of White Woman's Instagram. An open window A novel A couple holding hands An avocado Instagram, white 
woman's Instagram. Latte foam art. Tiny pumpkins. Fuzzy comfy socks. Coffee table made out of driftwood. A bobblehead of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A needlepoint of a fox. Some random quote from Lord of the Rings, incorrectly attributed to Martin Luther King. Is this heaven? Or am I looking at a white woman? A white woman's Instagram. White woman. A white woman's Instagram. favorite photo of her mom the caption says i can't believe it it's been a decade since you've been gone mama I miss you i miss sitting with you in the front yard still figuring out how to keep living without you it's got a little better but it's still hard mama i got a job i love in my own apartment mama and I'm crazy about him Your little girl didn't do too bad Mama, I love you, give a hug and kiss to dad A goat cheese salad A backlit hammock A simple glass of wine Incredibly derivative political street art A dream catcher bought from Urban Outfitters I will embed the video that goes along with that song in this episode's blog entry up at SuccotashShow.com. I found Bo Burnham's inside pretty powerful and totally captivating and just a tad claustrophobic. If you're up for something different, whether you know Bo's work or not, check it out on Netflix. All right, let's get into this show now and on to the clips. Full disclosure before I continue, I am not a sports fan. Never have been and likely never will be. I'm not sure why, but watching games live or on TV has never grabbed me. Football, baseball, basketball, soccer, the Olympics, just not my thing. The pity of it is that there are a lot of comedy soundcasts that are connected to sports, either directly or just because some of the hosts and guests are into them. Like the Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. I love Burr. He's one of the funniest humans around, but as soon as he goes into a sports story about sports or having watched some game or another over the weekend, I'm lost. But I hereby resolve to do better for you. And I'm going to start with Play With Pain with Chet Waterhouse. 
Now, Chet is a character, an old play-by-play sports announcer, as created and played by comedian Jeff Cesario. He usually has a comedian on as a guest, someone else who's at least somewhat into sports, and they kick around a lot of the sports news of the day. We're clipping a recent show with guest Paul Sully Sullivan, but he was uh, his audio is a little glitchy on the episode, so I'm just going to feature Chet's sport update, a regular feature on the show. Time for the Waterhouse Update, of course, brought to you by Minestrone, the minestrone without vegetables, NBA playoffs, the Clippers beat Phoenix and avoid the Stephen King tool shed exit, Paul George playing so confident he may finally get an actual last name, Giannis Antetokounmpo has offered to give George half of his last name, Atlanta playing like their humidity, thick and smelly. And finally, like a cop who hit minimum retirement age, Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. That wrap-up sponsored by Advocats. Finally, cats will fight for you. America's pastime. No, not applying to host The Bachelor. Baseball! Second round of the All-Star Game voting begins and Texas Governor Greg Abbott vowing to make it tougher than ever. New record seven no-hitters before the All-Star break means one thing. Watered down human growth hormone. That item sponsored by Cinemut. Watch a movie with a dog at Cinemut. Olympics. U.S. team almost set. They'll jet over to Japan in two weeks, except for Simone Biles, who will vault over. Euro Cup 2020. That's soccer, Bubba. Switzerland upsets France when the French tried to block a penalty shot with only arrogance. And finally, this week in sports history, the date 1906. The place, Lake Forest, Illinois. Scotsman Alex Smith wins the U.S. Open golf tourney by seven strokes over his younger brother, Willie Smith. Said young Willie, that bastard hid my clubs. This Waterhouse Update sponsored by Cacti, the prickly necktie. Discourage those pesky tie oglers with Cacti. There's a little sample of Play With Pain. I particularly enjoy Jeff's, or Chet's, silly sponsor blurbs throughout the show. And I will hereby work at featuring more sports-oriented comedy soundcasts on this show. Play With Pain is a Starburns audio offering. and You can find it on their site, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all the usual soundcast hangouts. I am rarely surprised anymore when I find a soundcast that I think no one else knows about and then find out it's a pretty big hit and has been for a while. The soundcast world is just too damn big now to get that lucky. But I am glad I found Plumbing the Death Star. Out of Australia, in the wonderfully named Sans Pants Radio Network, the show features Joel L. Samet, Jackson B. Daly, and another Joel, Joel Dusher. The loosely wrapped premise of the show is to bring logic into the worlds of fantasy and sci-fi and pop culture in general. Our featured clip is from their recent episode entitled, Is It Ethical to Bust Ghosts? Which means it only took them until now to get around to an almost 40-year-old movie. Although with the new Ghostbusters Afterlife supposedly to drop this fall, maybe it couldn't be more timely. The Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 
I know. You call them. We yeah, have yeah. the ghost problem. Yeah, and they have taken it upon themselves yeah. to, upon encountering a ghost, mm. use their proton, pack proton packs to... The science. Yeah, to, to trap the ghost. <laughs> Bust ghosts. To bu- you could call, you could say, yeah. hey, that ghost's busted. Yeah, yeah they, okay. they have like basically a ghost trap. They're like... Yeah. They the lie ghost- to you through song yeah. and yeah. they trap ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Because they say in their song, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, but they shit their yeah, yeah, every yeah. time. I'd be they, afraid of some ghosts. I am afraid of a lot Most of ghosts. I'm afraid of ghosts. <laughs> if I found a ghost were real, I'd be like, huh, I don't know if I'd be afraid or just be hassled. Well, it depends <laughs> no. what kind of ghost we're getting. Mm. We're getting slimer. a slimer. I'm annoying. like, I'm not, yeah, it's annoying. I hope uh, I don't become a slimer when I die. <laughs> <laughs> I got some terrible <laughs> news for you. Yeah. If ghosts are real and you have unfinished <laughs> no. business, yeah. you'll be back as a slimer or a ghost that's a fart or something. Man, this is not what I expect that I ever to be like. You just as a floating ass. A floating gas. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just fought. No, it's me, Jackson. It's me. I, I have unfinished business here. <laughs> Don't know what it is. But the ghosts in Ghostbusters, uh-huh. they tend to be either horribly distorted versions of themselves in life, i.e. Slimer, or just fellas, just folks. Yeah. Mm. And the Ghostbusters, using their proton mm. packs, put them in the ecto chamber or whatever it is. Yeah. Presumably forever. Mm. Now, when you die, do you give up your rights? Can you just put any... If I'm dead, can you put me in prison? Yeah. Because they just they just entrap them. That's they, that's all. Then the, the problem mm. is like, oh no, there's been like they've escaped. Yeah, and then they start haunting New York or whatever. It's not illegal to be a ghost, or it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in the world of Ghostbusters, it seems as though they treat it like a crime. Well, because. And then the ghost best, ghost besters, ghost. They are ghost besters. They do best I'm try, ghosts. I'm trying to remember. In ghost busters, yes. what they do is also against the law because then there's that courtroom scene yeah. where it's like the everything EPA. was going fine until Dickless here cut off the power. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that true? Yes, Your Honor. This man has no dick. Everyone stands up and claps. Well done, the riffs of Bill Murray. Well, they're very good, but I'm kind of on like the EPA's like side here yeah. because what he has a problem with. Happens. <laughs> that like, is true. Yeah. They're, they're, that they're, is true. So it's like it is unregulated. They don't know what's going on, and suddenly we've got like what four guys being like, we've got this covered. Well, yeah, because it's probably. I mean, from where we're standing right now, yeah. no, it doesn't seem ethical. But are the ghosts on Earth? Do they have unfinished business, and is it more ethical to help them finish their business? Are ghosts inherently evil, and is putting them in the trap sending them to heaven slash hell, or just mm-hmm. jail? The ghost in the library is just knocking over books. Now, okay, if somebody was doing that in... It's a librarian. Yeah, that's okay, true. Got yeah. a bunch it's the opposite of, of a librarian. Well, I've, I've got <laughs> a bunch on. of ghosts here. So Slimer. Is, is, is Slimer... What, what crimes what does Slimer what commit? Slimer do? He's uh, legally driving a bus. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no driver's license, but he's driving a bus. Well, you put someone in jail well, he for might a... Have a he might have a license. We don't know if he was a bus driver. If you have a license during life and you die, do you still have a license? Slimer doesn't have any legs. How's he accelerating? <laughs> or braking, more importantly. Mm. Yeah, so it's dangerous for Slimer to drive a bus, but... But he if, manages to. If I... <laughs> stop driving the goddamn bus, Slimer. The bus. He does manage to drive the he bus. He stops the bus, he opens it, and he's like, I'm driving the bus, come on in. So he does stop it. I'm saying, what is he doing oh, wrong? Oh, fuck you, Slimer. Stop, I mean, get out of that damn he's bus. He's not a bus driver. <laughs> and, 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 get out of the damn bus. He, he stops at a bus stop. Yeah, he's doing the work. But if you... bu- is this a hard and soul situation or whatever? <laughs> Wait, that guy yeah. wasn't a bus driver, was he? No, he was no, Robert Downey Jr. But there was, there was, he a died. There was, he, he died, died because a of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> he died because of a bus. A bunch of them died on the bus. <laughs> he didn't die. So. Was All he the... driving the bus? Which he, who is the he in that? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. No, no. The souls that are attached. He's a baby he's nearby. The baby, yeah. Dive into plumbing the Death Star with those lads and see what other fictional realities they can hamstring along the way. One of these days, mark my words, this show will have a real sponsor. But until then, there is always our loyal friends 
at Henderson's Pants. Hello, friends. Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? Well, we offer you Henderson's Space Pants. Yes, Space Pants. Say it with me. Space Pants. Here's the story behind Henderson's Space Pants. A few years ago, the head of Henderson's procurement office heard a rumor from a guy who knew a guy who had a sister who worked in the factory that makes the bolts that hold on the rear tailgates of the heavy-duty utility vehicles that were driven by a man who lived down the street from a woman that knew a mailman who once delivered a registered letter to a man who used to work as a substitute gate sentry at Cape Canaveral. Okay? Well, it seems this fellow had it on good authority that NASA was going to be putting in a huge order for space pants for the astronauts who fly the space shuttles. Based on that hot tip, Henderson's pants started churning out pairs of space pants by the lunar module full. Well, when NASA ended up pulling the plug on the whole shuttle program, plenty of people around Henderson's had freeze-dried egg on their faces. Only then did the fine folks at Henderson's discover the order was to have been for space suits, not space pants. It turns out there is no such thing as space pants. Until now, Henderson's has warehouses full of the suckers and you can wear them into space or anywhere else you care to squeeze into with your vacuum-packed ass. Originally designed for... Well, the NASA astronauts, haven't you been listening? Henderson Space Pants are available wherever mothballed airless flyboys shop. That's Henderson's, makers of fine slacks and merkins since 1457. And now back to Succotash. Your friendly neighborhood announcer, Mark Hershon here, with an Independence Day fun fact. If you wear or display a t-shirt or a beach towel or shorts or a headband that features the United States flag, you are in violation of the U.S. flag code. In other news, Phil Ernest and I are hard at work on our new dramatic TV series, Flag Police. So that last bit was from the most recent episode of the Los Angeles Breakfast Club, On the Air. Hosted by Phil Lairness of Chillpack Hollywood fame, it's based around the almost 100-year-old social club in Los Angeles that meets every Wednesday morning. Phil has revived and resuscitated lots of old tapes and recordings dating back decades, and he blends some of that with things the club is up to today. And I am the announcer. So check it out. Touting their better off better as a, quote, comedic cutthroat journey to self-betterment, unquote, hosts Chris K. Daniels, Jenny Whipple, and Sam Caswell are constantly challenging each other to get better and, well, being better. Called the best comedy podcast of 2021 by their moms, (laughs) each episode features a new wrinkle in how to make oneself better, at least in theory. For their recent 50th episode, the trio decided to go hairless down south of the border by using a couple of, quote, experimental hair removal, unquote, techniques. Sugar waxing and sandpaper shaving. (laughs) How did it all come out or off? We don't have time to get into the whole thing on our show, but here's a taste. So Chris really handled it very poorly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he kind of was really a baby about the whole thing. He really was. 
like as baby of a baby as you can get. I think he is probably the most baby baby. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most baby baby. There's like a bunch of babies. The babies are more baby baby. You're than- the most baby baby to ever baby. No. Mm, you're the, the most mo- baby baby, I That's think. That's not true. There's no science that backs up that claim. Yeah. Well, it well, looked like I Chris, was, it sounded is. like Chris was giving birth. Like that's how much it looked like it hurt. But and then I did. I went immediately afterwards. Wasn't that bad? Okay. I he really psyched me out by how much he was reacting to this this pain. But then I I got a little sugar wax on me. Yeah. Oh, we're discussing sugar wax right now. We'll talk about uh sandpaper well, waxing. Yeah. After. Let, let's start at the wax for sure. Yeah. Let me just say it to your first statement there before you go on. Mm-hmm. That you were the most baby baby. Yeah. No. The other the other statement after that because we are, we broke down that that's it's not the case. I'm not the most baby baby. There's a bunch of babies well, that are more baby baby. So no, not accurate. But the second thing. So I guess the first thing Sam said. The second thing anybody said, in that order. Mm-hmm. And I think mothers would agree with me on this claim. Oh boy. That what I went through was harder than any woman has ever had to go through for birth, for childbearing, pain, whatever. You know, water births. I don't really know much about pregnancy who cares but what i'm saying is what i went through was definitely definitely more painful probably more painful than actually raising a kid and i it was so shout out to anna d for raising chris so sharp and burning and 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 fitting that fat head out when he was a baby it came out the tummy wummy oh i did come out the tummy tummy wummy this brain you kidding me because his head was too fat yeah it was a big brain and you could tell that there was a lot of there was a lot of numbers being crunched already so they had to pop me out the tummy mm-hmm. so the doctor said the doctor was like oh my god this guy has a lot of this baby is the most baby baby i've ever <laughs> seen we need to take him out of the tummy because he's just too baby for us okay everybody i just called my doctor and he is going to be on the podcast he's here to tell you that i'm not the most baby baby that any baby's ever seen. Doc, can you please explain to these two that I'm not the most baby baby? Uh, Yes, Chris. uh, You are the most baby baby I have ever delivered. Doc, that's not what we talked about. 900 years of doctoring. Doc, don't tell the how old you are. They're gonna know. Yeah, so it hurt really, really badly. This is what you dud duds have been slacking in knowledge, lacking in brain, is... Uh My hair has never been removed from my legs, never shaved, never pulled, never lasered, never burned. None of the none of the following, none of the previous, none of those things. The hair okay. has remained. The hair that was on my legs prior to the pulling of it was the hair that was on my legs from birth. It took me 20, 20 something years to, to grow those puppies out. You don't know, you know my age, okay? I can almost drink, let's just say that. So you gotta factor in that you're comparing, it's like, just uh-huh. for the example. Okay, it's really not accurate in any other way. You guys yeah. are the rock. You guys are the circle that the rock surrounds himself in. You are people that because go to the I'm gyms. I'm super tall and jacked. You lift weights. You 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 know, yeah. you don't you, yeah. do, you do legs and and stuff, gym mm-hmm. activities. This is the first time I've ever worked out in my entire life and you guys are you guys filmed me lifting the weights first and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, "Okay, our turn." <sighs> What the heck? You're complaining about this? This is nothing. But you've been going to the gym for your for your movies, for your giant gorilla movie and the Jumanjas, and you've been doing this for years. Um, I actually do really like your analogy. So yeah. it's like where me and Sam are these really strong, muscular, tall, Short. very attractive men mm-hmm. who like are really highly regarded. And you're in Michael Sarah. The film world. And then you are kind of like a very baby baby. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you've never lifted a weight before because you're the most baby baby. Yep, the most baby baby. You've never even been in the gym before because who lets babies in gyms? Exactly. Not gyms. Sure. So my point stands, and it was a great one. Thank you. I agree. If you want to get more of the deets on how the hair scare went down, check out Better Off Better at your favorite Soundcast dispensary. The Bahcast, which is actually spelled B-H-H cast, features host Jamie Bendel, Amy Hay, and another Jamie, Jamie Heyman. They interview comedians and other guests with, as they put it, an incredible backstory. The kickoff to their season five a little over a month ago was an episode entitled Tandem Skydiving and featured comedian and family man Paul Verzi. Reflecting what I was saying earlier in this show, the podcast seems to dip heavily into sports, and I listen diligently. Although our clip gets more into a show that Paul had a little while back called Gun to Your Head, where he would force his guests to make tough decisions based on the premise that there was a gun to their head, so they had to answer. The gang decides to play a little version of that game right here. No more Gun to Your Head. Gun to Your Head was is just put on hold. It was kind of like a season where I had a bunch of people do that, and we might revisit it, but right now I'm just building these, building the, the YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Great concept though, right? Yes, it was it was a lot of fun because when you just came up with a choice like that, right? Like like we just talked about right before. It was like, all right, if you guys could hang out with LeBron James and his crew, or you could hang out with, and then let's just say either Jordan, his crew, Steph Curry, and his crew, gun to your head. You got one night. You're gonna be with the guys for five hours drinking, and who would you? And then we would just break down why, and and it was really a good conversation. But it could be food. It could be anything it could be like you know whether it would be sports or real life and stuff would you rather be locked in a room with an anaconda snake or just a hungry bear and you got to just hang in there for a couple hours like what would you rather and we would just argue it and it was hilarious so it will probably come back or definitely be in a segment on another podcast what was the uh most surprising choice that didn't go the way you thought it would oh the most surprising one that i'm trying to think there was one where um, well, there was one, all right, this is, all right. So you have a family, you're a community guy. Okay. You, mm-hmm. everybody in the community knows you and loves you and your kids. You're a good dude. You're a good father. Gun to your head. Would you rather be caught, <laughs> um, cheating on your wife and everybody in the community and everybody knows that. I appreciate or, you whispering that as yeah, you said it. Yeah, up. it was yeah, like that. Yeah, that'd be caught. Cool. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He looks around the house. <laughs> I don't even want to say this too loud. Okay, hypothetically. If you want to laugh, the funniest part about this is I'm in my 11-year-old son's room right now. Uh, I swear to God. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like staring at Darth Vader. Yeah. I'm literally staring at like a stormtrooper's helmet. Um, and or, okay, so you get caught cheating. You show up to all the sports games. They whisper. Or you don't get caught cheating, but you get caught like masturbating in your car in like a parking lot during the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're just hang. So you're about to go into Coles or target. You only right? pick one. You can only pick one. So and now you're caught you in have, either. You're caught in either. So now they're either whispering, Oh dude, he didn't his dude, I heard he was like playing with himself in the car in a park. And then there's all that going on. Or yeah, a guy lost his family. He was cheating on us. So, so, and, um, for me, it was, for me, it was easy for me. It was an easy one for me. I said, I would 100% be, be rather be caught cheating on my wife because you don't know if we had marital problems. You don't know if she was doing something. You don't right. know what was going on in a marriage. So at least, 
yeah, there may be mutterings of that, mm-hmm. people talking, but that happened. The the you know, but one one of my guests was like, no, I'd much rather get caught, you know, jerking mm-hmm. up in like a parking lot of Target. And I'm like, dude, what are you? It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Number one, what are you? That's just the worst way to go to your daughter or son's basketball game and have people in the bleachers whispering oh, about that. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You definitely want to be so, the cheater, I think. Wait, so, I agree. So, Paul, I get a kick. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I get a kick out of. So when you ask the question in a very specific but also open-ended way, right? Right. It allows you to create the scenario that's most favorable to you. <laughs> right. Right. So when you say right. it's like three o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, I'm like, yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I got busted in the parking lot at midnight. What are you right. like? There was nobody there. I yeah. was completely by myself. Yeah. Right? And there also was a strip club at that target. But come on. <laughs> Whatever. It makes yeah. much more plausible sense. I got cheating right. and coals in the dressing room. At noon? What? <laughs> yeah, you're that right. Wasn't that's my really hypothetical. Funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Every mom at that basketball game, we she's like, "Oh well, there's two women that found him attractive enough to hook up with him." You know, the the pervert one is yeah. basically like, "Ooh, okay, that's the kids of pervert." All right, so that's this, all there is to it. This happened to me today. <laughs> oh, I went to well, a, which one of them? So there's the Ba Cast. That's B H H Cast. You can check that out wherever soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. All right. Well, the clip basket is now empty for this episode, but we're not quite through. That's right, Tweety. It's time to rummage around in the tweet sack to see who's been kind enough to mention us in their socials this week. I scraped these names up myself, so if I missed you, don't be afraid to ping me at Sook at Succotash Show on Twitter or Insta and let me know. We'll make sure your name gets mentioned. But here's who I saw this week in the socials. Comic Dwarves, Jock Doc Podcast, Let's Chat Podcast, Zombie Bacterium, Derek Sheen, Steve O'Dockerson, Colin Wilkie, Jordan Brady, Travis Clark, The D-Head Factor, Dad Pants, Carolyn Ray Weinhold, Screams and Moans, Cassie Walker, Ted Fatsman, Charlie Miller, Salty Language Podcast, Aunt Robin, Jay Devil, I Shake My Head, May Contain Nuts, Dance Hall Hijacker, Judith Rose Schwartz, Captain Antifa, Angela Ramsey, Sexy 54, Donna Gallipo, What's a Bridget, Jane Stedman, Gypsy Doctor 2011, DG Bracey, Anna Maria, Guitar Sun Cat, Andy Kindler, Barmy Productions, Venomous Bear, Captain Antifa, which I mentioned once before, and Element Art. The music I'm using under the Tweet Sack listings this week, by the way, was composed and performed by my buddy DJ Knife Kateer. That particular number is called Rocket Hat on the Run. And you can find the entire Rocket Hat soundtrack, so to speak, on YouTube by subscribing to DJ Knife Kateer. Be sure to visit this week's blog entry at SuccotashShow.com, and I will have a direct link to his channel right there for you. Now, if you were hoping for more of episode 260 from this show, I'm afraid that is our time. You may, of course, listen to it back again as many times as you like. Absolutely free. And if you hang out in this same feed next week, you'll be treated to my compadre Tyson Saner and his newest selection of soundcast clippage just for you. Special thanks to our announcer, Bill Haywatt, 
our amazing producer-engineer Joe Polino, not to mention booth assistant Kenny Durgis, our secret weapon and the hardest-working man in soundcasting, next to Paul F. Tompkins. Enjoy your summer while you can. Check out some, if not all, of the soundcasts we've sampled for you here today. And if anyone ever asks if you heard anything good lately, please be sure to pass the succotash, won't you? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Mark Urshaw. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com. On Spotify. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at marc at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.